Hey you, yeah you, this your girl Spontaneous Queen. Thank you for tuning in on the Spontaneous Queen radio show. Hey, I would just stop by to tell you to be bold in who you are. All right now, peace. Hold up, wait a minute, cut the music. Y'all better tune in for this Inspiration Sundays every Sunday from 8 o'clock p.m. to 10 o'clock p.m. I'm telling y'all, y'all gonna get y'all socks blown off. Y'all heard it from me first. All right now, toodaloo. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Spontaneous Queen radio show. And this week, we are going to talk about Topics along the lines of what's your reality and letting go of control. I hope I remember as I talk about this because sometimes I can be flowing and I seem to forget to talk about a topic. But this, I hope I can touch up on that topic. But reality is. For me, I don't like to speak for other people because sometimes we might overspeak and that person can look. They won't tell you, but they look the look in their eyes. It's like, oh, you, you living like this and I'm living like that. And sometimes in reality, they can feel like, oh, you're judging them. Oh, I feel bad. But in reality, you shouldn't have to feel bad where where you are currently at you should feel inspired if someone tells you where they've been through in their life you should really get inspired you shouldn't be hating on them because they see themselves and they vision themselves at a certain standard or a certain level it used to be hard for me a long time ago because a lot of people will put you in a box, put you in a category. But you see yourself as this. Let me give you an example. Growing up in El Campo, you only have one high school. Of course, you have like public schools and Catholic schools, all that kind of stuff, but Mostly high school, one high school, one middle school. You get the point. So everybody know everybody. And one thing that I love about El Campo, everybody get along. And and it's not about race. Well, we couldn't see it as kids. We probably can see it now. <clears throat> but for me growing up, I didn't see it as kids. Um, I just live life have fun and that's it but for me growing up as a kid I had big dreams it is funny because no matter what happened in my life or my past I always had high standards for myself and I was raised to have high standards for myself And I wasn't going to take anything less than that. 
So I was the type of person who would hang out with everybody. I don't care. When you see those type of movies, you say, oh, the popular kids. Or you say, oh, um, the geeks or the gothic kids that were all black. That was me. Me, I talked to every single body. The reason why I did that because I was raised to talk to people and take up for people um, who cannot speak for themselves. Later on in life, I didn't know that that was going to be my gift. I did not know that. Just now finding that out. But I own it now. You know, growing up, we was raised raised with um, people living with disabilities. People living with different um, things that would challenge them. And st- instead of us, or me, making fun, we was raised to not make fun. And if you hear someone make fun of them, you will always take up for them. But sometimes you was raised one way, but then when you get out here in the real world, or what what I'm saying today in these streets, everything is not viewed or everyone's perspective is not that way. And it's funny because coming from a small country town where everybody get along, you can go to your neighbor house and go eat and walk barefooted because it like we run, walk barefooted on the ground. We run for the race in the road. Just have fun. No worries. No cares. It was slow pace. It was hard for me going from the country town to, I'm going to say Houston. Because Houston is fast paced. We don't have malls or all that kind of stuff in El Campo. So we had no choice but to drive uh, to go to Houston. You can go to Sugarland Mall. Or if you want to go... Further, you can decide to go further if you wanted to. But now in Richmond, Texas, they are building up now. So they have shopping centers there, so you can go there now. But being a small country girl coming out of the countryside, going to Houston, it almost ate me up. Because I was taught to be obedient, to respect my elders, say, ma'am, no ma'am. But when I got in the the real world, it wasn't like that. You would see um, adults older than you. You would give respect to them. But in reality, they, they wasn't respectful. They would tear you up to pieces. I didn't know why that would happen every time. And it's funny to me because it wasn't just happening to random people. It was happening to like... People with authority, like every job I went to, I had problem with the management. And it's crazy because in El Campo, we live life, but we live free. So the type of jokes or the gestures that we would make, people would be all uptight. So I just... I don't know. I was just taken back from that because it's funny because my mother was so protective. I think too protective. But for me, 
I was simple-minded, living life. I went to school for music audio production at the Art Institute, going to that big O's school after high school, two weeks after high school to be exact. Just so excited to go to college, not having uh, limitations on you. Um, This being free. And it was funny because I wasn't even trying to go to school for um, the audio production music board to learn the engineering part. I wanted to go to school for singing. But at that time, I was just trying to get out the house. Just so excited. It didn't dawn on me. Okay. That's another story for a different day. Being in the classroom full of guys and being the only girl. It's just so funny to me. And holding my own and not allowing anyone to <clears throat> put their beliefs, cares, or whatever on me and just going to school. My mother, she was so, like, paranoid and scared, all that kind of stuff. And at that time, I was driving back and forth by myself. At the time, I was, I was even working and helping her pay for tuition. I was very independent. Um, too, so independent, I had to take my independence from her. And um, it is funny to me how life is, life is, um, it's like a complete circle. And so coming to this platform at the radio station, not only opened my eyes, but it was a lesson in disguise for me because when I went to school, despite on despite how many degrees I have or certificates I have or training I have, you can always learn a lesson from something so simple. I went to this, you people say prestigious school, but I don't even think about things. I don't put labels on things. I don't even care about all that. My degrees, I don't care about all that. It's just a piece of paper to me. But people put meaning behind things. So I go to the school and everything. It was just funny because I had to relearn a lot of stuff. That's when I found out that, okay, El Campo School District, not to put any blame on anybody, is not up to par like other school districts. So the things that you think you're you're gaining knowledge on and you know, but when you get to college, you find out that the things that you thought you knew you really didn't know. Yeah, I was going through that. And my reality was singing. I would be in school, in the middle of class, thinking about singing on the stage. Not know any kind of singing on the stage. Not no talent show singing. I'm talking about full out music, acoustics, a live band. Yeah, that was my, that was my mind. At the time growing up, I didn't know that was going to be my reality now. But I thank God that I went through all of this training. And it's funny because as I went along my path, went to church, got training there. People would put labels on you. People would make you feel bad knowingly and unknowingly because you went to certain schools. 
And they will make you feel bad because it's not a Christian school. They will call it secular. But for me, I didn't see it that way. And in my reality, it was a great experience for me, good or bad, because I learned a lot about my family. I learned about a lot about myself. And then I went, let me back up. I went to school for um, human services too. So the human service degree is the bachelor's degree. Lord have mercy. Bachelor's degree is the longest degree. So if you're in your, if you're in your studies and getting your bachelor's degree, you can do it. Just keep on going. Things will pop up in the middle of your journey, in the middle of you doing whatever, but don't let that stop you. You keep going. Yeah, I did it. But that human service degree, that I believe that degree is that really that degree really woke me up. Because not only I was in a school for learning adults, I believe I was like 23 at the time. And to go to that school, you have to be 25. So think of looking back and I'm always grateful. I'm so grateful for uh, even being in that school because it was for only learning adults and you have to be 25 and up to be in that school. But you know, like the interest to get into that school, I had to write an essay. I don't know. I don't remember. It was about my life or growing up or whatever. But long story short, I was able to get in that school. And it's funny because even though you might be in that program in that school enrolled or whatever, your reality and your development and your mental capacity, sometimes it might not meet right away. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that the women that I was working with at that time was so, so lenient to me. At that time, I didn't even know it, but they probably knew it, but. I didn't even know it at the time that I knew that I was good in this thing because this was my nature. I like to help people. I'm very hands-on with people. But it was some things that pop up. It was like foreign to me, like research. Oh, my God. And methodology and mixed research and dissertation. You know what's funny is that the professor that we had, uh, in college, he had just finished his dissertation, and I know they my the, my um not colleagues but my um fellow classmates. We laugh about it like Lord have mercy. This man is gonna show us today that he got his thing on dissertation PhD. But I was, but for me, I always kept quiet. I was a quiet one in school, and I observed because I was still learning and understanding. Remind, remind. Let me remind you, I was in a class full of thirty-year-olds and up. I think the highest was maybe like I'm gonna say sixty, seventy. But that school was the beginning of my process. I remember sitting in class. I don't remember the um, the class. <clears throat> and the lady called up on me. 
sweet lady. And she said, she was talking to the class. She just didn't point me out. But she said, okay, in order to be in human services and to help people, you first have to help yourself. Me, I was just still there just listening. I was just there for the ride, right? Just there. Happy, still happy to be in school. But that thing just, it just, it sit, it sit and it set in my spirit and it marinated in my spirit. Once she customized that thing for me, when she said, okay, we were talking about the, the different um, development and the different process. And in your um, development um, process or development stage, if you st- skip a step, Lord have mercy, you have to go back. So, I'm in class. This is one-on-one for me. I'm learning about me and I'm learning about the dysfunctions of my family. The reason why I say it it was customized for me because me just talking, I always talked about my grandmother. My my grandmother did this. My grandmother did that. My grandmother took care of me. My grandmother cooked in the living room while... I was like, I'm going to say eight years old in the kitchen cooking by myself on the hot stove. But then she said, Arshia, I understand that you talk about your grandma and that's good and that's fun. But where was your mother? And then I paused. And I was taken back. And I didn't have an answer. I didn't have a comeback. Because she asked me a question. A question that was so simple, but a question I had to think about. Remind you, I, I was raised to be so honest. Me being honest got me in trouble a lot. At my jobs. At home. Hell, everywhere I go. Still today, being honest. Don't get me wrong, my mother was there. She was there financially. She was there working two or three jobs. And I appreciate her for that. I didn't understand at the time. So when I wrote my book, I wrote my book on my reality at that time. You understand? So when she asked me that, I was like, oh, my God. You have to do some soul searching. You have to do some, okay, what happened, what happened, what happened, what happened? But the thing is, if you're not ready to be honest and truthful with yourself, how are you going to go help other people? But that was the beginning of my search for me. Then after that, my mind, my main focus was, okay, after I finish this hurdle, baby, I'm going to go ahead and get this, um, this master's degree. At first, I was going to get it in leadership, organization, organization leadership, but I decided to get it in a dual degree. The reason why I decided to get a dual degree, because why not get 
two, two degrees in one for less time. And you never know who's going to come handed. So this time I didn't get a human service degree or any degree to follow behind it to match it. I got like a healthcare management degree because I knew I was cold with that healthcare. I knew I was good because since I was eight years old, I've been in healthcare. Yeah. And I've been a caregiver since I was eight years old. So the things that you see me doing now. It's not a surprise to me. It's a surprise to everybody else. And I decided to get it. Let me back up. I decided to get my degree in um, healthcare management and uh, concentrate. No, it was. Oh, let me back up. I'm sorry. It's business management. So it's an MBA, business management. And it's concentrated or specialization in healthcare management. That means. I have options. At first, I didn't have options. Because I told myself, growing up in El Campo, seeing an older person that you give respect to, you hold the door for, I did not want to work as an older person at Walmart or H-E-B pushing baskets or standing up on my feet. It's nothing. It's for me. It's nothing against those people who has to do it, or some people just doing it because they don't want to be at home, or they need additional income. But I just didn't see myself doing it, so that's why I pushed myself so hard to stay out of trouble on purpose. I even pride pride myself on not doing music. And music and dancing was my passion. And people who know me from El Campo know me from dancing first. Then they know me for um, music. But in the my degree for human services, I saw a lot of stuff. I'm grateful that the teacher that was... Um, the professor over our class, he was a CPS worker or the CPS director. So on the weekend, we would go to a child advocate place or we would go to, I forgot the name of the, they call it, where it's a CPS place. They take um, teenagers. So one day, as we were standing there, he told us, whatever you see today, don't go back and repeat it. These people are really living this life. So mind you, I have a little baby at home. I forgot how how old my baby was. But anyway, just imagine on a Sunday, y'all, going to get this experience for human services and seeing a parent come in with their kid. Lord have mercy. And they couldn't take care of their kid. I start crying. Because I immediately start thinking about my daughter. And the struggles that I had to come come through and run through and face. In order to make sure my baby safe. Or make sure I, I put food on the table for her. Or make sure that her. That she is okay. Just to see that with your own eyes.
it was devastating to me. But in the back of my mind, I was happy at the same time. Because that person, I can't say a male or a female, but that person had enough guts to bring the kid up there to say, look, I can't do it. Instead of beating their kid to death, starving their kid to death, or killing their kid. I talk softly and quietly so you can understand the intensity of my voice and my tone. I've been waiting a long time to share my experiences. And it's funny because I thought I was going to be a hospital administrator to run the whole hospital or the clinic. But God didn't want me to do that. He wanted to use my gifts and talents in my own business. And I'm happy that every single thing I've been through, I can use it as my testimony in a church setting. And I can use it as teaching tools. For anyone who comes in my path. Me growing up in El Campo. A lot of people want to hide where they come from. Or they forget where they come from. We didn't see color. My next door neighbors was Mexicans. Hispanics to be exact. But the thing is. We just call it like we see it. We did not aim to tear down anybody. Actually, my auntie, my auntie, I say auntie, y'all. My auntie was a Caucasian white lady. And I still love her to this day. My daughter is African. So she is the real African-American. And I do not water down her culture. I teach her her culture. When she shy away from her culture, I make her stand up and I make her learn about her culture. To be proud who she is, no matter what, where she comes from. I teach her that at an early age. It's funny because my, I even though my grandmother raised me, my mother and my auntie, had a part and my uncle uncles and my brother had a part oh and my auntie I have another auntie too had a part it takes a village it takes a village and because I'm not calling names or telling this person that this doesn't mean I'm not giving you credit for me I don't see titles I look at you by your heart. I look at you and see how you treat people. You can be the top CEO in the company, and I don't care. Because guess what? From an early age, I seen myself as a CEO, business owner, multiple businesses in different variety of countries, and I'm global. You don't have to tell me that, I know. 
So when people do things to me, or they try to belittle, belittle me, I just sit back and laugh. But sometimes you have to remind people. And you have to show them. Because they think because you go to church, you're supposed to take any kind of punishment. Because you call, you call yourself a Christian. Or you call yourself any kind of religion you call yourself. It doesn't matter on this platform. Just to let you know. I welcome any religion. If you don't have a religion, I welcome you. As long as you do the right thing by others and by yourself. Okay? But when people take it upon themselves (laughs) to go out of their way, to use all that energy, just to hurt you, it just shows you a lot about themselves they broken they are they're in pieces and shambles no matter if that person cusses no matter if that person sneaky no matter what no matter what i encounter all types of people from newborns all the way to seniors i encounter it all and i used to wonder like God, why the heck I'm going through all this? But it's funny. I had to go through it. And I enjoyed it, every single bit of it. Not saying that everything I encountered was good. But everything that I encountered, I'm able to turn that thing around and flip it around to use it for a positive to use it for a teaching purpose. For me, I don't have a title for me. I call myself a creator. Because if God give me an idea, it didn't come from me. I'm just helping create it what he give me. And it's funny because as you grow up, you don't know yourself. <laughs> and it's funny because the things that I was doing in high school is the things that I'm doing now. The dancing was life for me. Some people think it's always bad dancing, nasty dancing, or whatever. But it was a, a spiritual connection for me. It was like a connection for my ancestors I never even met. And it's funny because growing up, my grandmother um, let me watch movies about civil rights. She showed me movies about Africa, about how they was treated there, how different people was treated. And she didn't show me those videos for me to hate black. Blacks, yeah, I said it correctly, came out. Or for me to hate whites or different races. She showed me that to show me where I came from. To show me you can have better. Some people might say, oh, this person was this, this, this person did that. But the version my grandmother gave me was the best And I'm grateful that she introduced me to God, Jesus. And it's funny because I go to church, yeah, 
But it's a lot of stuff I was trying to figure out. And sometimes it's hard for you to ask those questions. Because when you ask those deep questions, people are like, oh, you're trying to challenge me? Oh, you think you know more than me? Oh, you know. But sometimes when you ask those deep questions, the people that you're asking those questions to don't even have the answers. Or they haven't even experienced it yet. So I just kept my mouth quiet. Because at two years old, I knew I was a seer. I knew I had a gift. But I didn't know how to operate in my gift. And it's funny because my grandmother knew the gift I had. (laughs) It's so funny. Because it's a full circle now. And now I'm operating in those gifts. Full, head on. And I love it. So two years old, my grandmother could not come go to church so the pastor would come to the house every Sunday she would give her tithe offering never missed a day never missed a a time of giving and she showed me how to give I think I got my business savvy skills from her everybody called her the tax lady because she did income taxes from her living room and I know that you hear me mentoring, mentioning the living room is because my grandma was morbidly obese. She was a tall lady. I didn't know she was tall until I found out one day. And she was morbidly obese. You know, a lot of people will laugh and make fun of people that's over 500 pounds. But I lived that life because my grandmother was that. And she told me. No matter what size anyone is, to love them. So that's why when I go up to people, I see them for who they are. And if their attitude is stinky, I still don't like them. But I don't have to be in their environment, in their presence, because I want to be around them. Being in human services taught me a lot about my rights and a lot about the things that you allow on yourself. But growing up, we wasn't taught this stuff. So when someone takes the time out to teach you, just listen. We didn't have a class to teach you about life, life skills. Or if it did, we did have it, it was watered down. Because... Back then, teachers, I'm not sure about now. I think times have changed now, but back then, teachers wasn't able to create their own curriculum. And it was a good and a bad, because sometimes some people will teach you bad things, but sometimes people will teach you good things. You know? So... When I tell you these things or I share these things, it's not because I read it in a book. Most of the stuff I experienced already. By the age of 19, yeah, I was working in a senior home with a lady 99 years old. And it was funny because (laughs) that same lady I was working for, 
her daughter and the her husband was like the mayor. I think the mayor or I forgot the name of that, but he held a position in Ocampo. And my father um mother worked for that lady for the um the lady I was watching sitting for. She was a babysitter to their kids. And it's funny because as my grandmother was a babysitter to their kids and I was watching their grandmother, watching her mother, rather. I'm so grateful for being around different cultures, different attitudes and behaviors. And now I'm able to put my teaching and my learning experience with my spiritual teachings I'm not going to say religion because I am not religion. So anybody to who tried to come and try to get me to do things or get me to see things their way, I'm just going to ask you to do me a favor is to check yourself. To see, is it coming directly from the Bible or is it from your experiences? And not to make fun, but your experiences can be helpful or it could be harmful. So for me, whatever is for me, I take it for me and I customize it for me. I'm just giving you my thoughts. Sometimes I will sit in church and I'll be looking at people and I just stay quiet because some of the things they're asking and, and sometimes they be older people asking those questions. I already experienced that in my life. So I just keep quiet because I don't want to appear like I know it all. So I keep quiet. So I kind of notice when I start to ask questions, some people will get irritated. I didn't understand why. But sometimes people will see things. Okay, let me slow down because I want to make sure I say this correctly. The things they see in you, they can't see in themselves. Or they wish they had those characters or those traits. But in reality, you did not do that on purpose. I did not call, I did not get called. I was chosen. (laughs) I'm going to repeat that. I did not get called to do anything. I was chosen to do it out of my dysfunction. Oh, yes. Lord have mercy. Oh, that's a word by itself. Out of my dysfunction, I was chosen. God gave me and he instilled in me everything. Thing that he wanted me to have. Because he knew my heart that I had. I can share this now because I'm in my own platform. But the the thing that was instilled from my heart. Because my grandma instilled family, 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 family. Was to help everybody. So just imagine that all my shoulders. All of that on my shoulders. I wasn't called. I was chosen. 
to not only help my family, but to help the world. Yeah, I know this is big, but little old me was chosen to do that. So everything that I went through in my life, it was for a reason, for a purpose, for a lesson, for me, and to, t- to teach others. Simple as that. A lot of people don't understand me because they see a lot of stuff on the outside of me going through a lot of stuff. But if you really knew me, you know that I like to laugh a lot. I like to jokes. I'm a prankster. I like music. I love to have fun. I love dancing. That's what my life is about. That's it. So simple. But God allowed me to be stretched. I didn't know it was stretching for me to go to school. Oh, my God. It was so. Let me go back to that research class now. That I could have quit, but I decided I know I wanted to do this. But I'm happy that I did st- stick in because when I got to my master's degree, I didn't even do none of that. All that research stuff was out the window. I ain't had to do none of that. It was a breeze. But it wouldn't have been a breeze if I had to gave up in my bachelor's degree. So now that my mind is clear, I'm in my own business. I can go back now because I chose to. I'm not forced to. To go be alumni at my colleges. Not only my colleges. To impact different colleges and schools. So that's why I choose not to cuss in my platform. Because I want to reach more people. I don't want my platform just to be for African American. I want my platform to reach and touch all people. So that's why I created this platform, Spontaneous Queen. At first I was just creating it for women. But now I see there is a need. So there's a need. So I have to feel that need. But I am assigned to that need. Let's say that. I'm not just out here in these streets doing whatever. I'm assigned to that need. And I'm truly grateful of my experience and you know what's funny because I laugh at people because I don't laugh at them to make fun of them I just laugh that that's my way of coping with things is laughing I just laugh at them but because they think life is over they think oh I'm going through this I'm gonna die <laughs> they think that in their mind but in reality life is just beginning and I'm happy that now, this one I chose. I chose this one. I ain't going to lie. I chose to be a motivational speaker slash transformational speaker. Because when I talk to you, I'm not going to give you no generic message. I'm not going to give you a message that everybody's saying on TV. I'm going to give you a customized message just for you. And I chose that on purpose because I didn't want my company, me, to be in the box 
were only church people. It's funny that we are in the time of the coronavirus right now, and a lot of people are changing. You see a lot of people are listening to different music now. Different races are dancing to different music. But the thing is, for me, I've been doing that since high school. Let me give you a background of me. I tried out for Derby Dolls in high school. I didn't make it. Not because I was, wasn't good. Because I missed one dance step. Instead of me stopping and letting that stop me, I went over to the goddess counselor and I said, can I create my own dance team? And this, I wanted to involve every color. Whoever want to try out, try out. And guess what? I tried out too. Because I'm fair. The people that I was raised by, they told me to be fair with people. Not fair with people because they have likes. Oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to go talk to her. I want to go and have her promote my stuff because she has a lot of likes. But you don't know the type of life they're living. And let me let you know, because my message don't have Bible's, Bible scriptures. And, and every time I talk, I'm not talking about God, God, this and God, that don't mean my message not effective. I just know how to reach certain people. Different cultures. And I'm not ashamed of my degrees. Sometimes you will go to different companies and they will make you feel ashamed because you have reached a certain level in your life. And let me tell you, if you are that company that is doing it, please stop it. Please stop it. Because in this world, we're supposed to be teaching each other, building up each other, uplifting each other. Each other. If the words that are coming out your mouth is not positive uplifting, keep your mouth closed. But if you are true fearing or you really care about that person and success, you will find a way to pull them to the side in private or behind closed doors to teach them and show them what out. Belittling them. Let me tell you this story. I don't want to make this too long, but I just have to tell you. Okay, let me talk about control. I almost forgot. Control. For me, I just figured this thing out. Control. Let it go. Not that I'm controlling people in a uh, malicious way or manipulating people. Or now that I'm a seer, I see people are hurting or I can feel their hurting pain. I'm going to... I'm going to take advantage of them. No. And if you're doing it, you need to stop. I'm going to tell you right now, you need to stop it. It's not cute. And if you're doing it, people are not going to tell you, but they're going to not be around you. They're going to disassociate their stuff away from you slowly, but they're not going to tell you and they're going to block you. If you're doing it, stop it. But the control for me was... Since I had a, a lot of experience and doing a lot of stuff, I kind of knew how, what to do, what not to do, and how to prevent things. I'm a fixer by nature. And um, so before it happened, I, I prevented. And um, so that's why I was like, okay, 
let go of control and let God or whoever you call your God take control. But if your God is having you do bad things or control you to do evil things or bad things, you need to really do some soul searching. For me on my platform, I want to celebrate people, all walks of life. Um, you don't have to have all your stuff together to be on this platform. If you're a major artist, I welcome you on this platform. Hey. But just let you know, I welcome a regular Joe Blow on this show. I really want to hear about your story. I really do. I'm the type of person who will listen. I really want to I really want to know. And I'm the type of person if I give you a service and I don't fulfill that service, I'm going to come to you the next day or whenever I can to make up for that service that I could not give get you. That's the type of person I am. I don't make promises I can't keep. So sometimes you have to lower your expectations because my expectations for others was so high. And for me, it was so high too. But going to Irvin, coming back here, oh my God. I had to lower my expectation because... Even though you hold a position, don't mean you're professional. And I want to speak to the leaders, please. You're in a position to lead, encourage, motivate. Please do not use your platform or your your, uh, ability to help others to tear down people. And if you in a company, you need help motivating your, your your clients or your customers or coworkers let me know and I will create a customized plan to help you if you need me to look over some business um things I will do that but if if you try to hide things and have secret things you're doing I'm not a part of that I'm not a part of it at all But I just want everybody to love each other. And it shouldn't take coronavirus to love each other. And it's just making me laugh because coming out of school, I try to create a platform to encourage women, to encourage them to hear their stories. But some people are so hurt and so scared to share their their truth. They will just look at your post and not even comment. But anything that I create, feel free to comment. And when I find the time, I will comment back because that's engaging conversation. That's building relationship. Building relationship with each other doesn't mean that we're going to be best friends, hang out. But building a relationship is building rapport. With each other. Anybody that you become. Okay. Anybody that you in business with. Or partnership with. You have to build a relationship. For me. I cannot just build a relationship on this business. I have to know everything about you. How do you deal with your family? How do you deal with your money? Everything. 
before I could put my business in your hands. So I just thank God that I learned how to do everything so I can be able to manage and control my own business. And I don't give that my business and put in other people's hands because I know the type of value that I want to give to the people. And even if from today, because I'm blowing up in these streets, y'all, today or next year, whatever the case may be, I decide to develop a team to help me, just know that my team will be encouraged. The environment will be teaching and love, correction and love, laughter. You will go inside these workplaces, even the Christian workplaces, come on, and you'd be scared to even speak. You can't even be comfortable saying your truth. You can't even be comfortable saying certain words. You have to walk on eggshells. In some churches, you have to walk on eggshells. You have to kind of like blend in. Like for me, if if I don't feel it, I'm not going to say amen. I'm not on an amen team. You you don't have you're not gonna look at me and look at me and say okay like you want me to be your cheerleader when it's wrong. If it's wrong, it's wrong. If it's right, it's right. If the message is for me, it's for me. I'm not gonna allow you put your hands on me and pray and prophesy on me if that message is not for me. Because what are you doing? You giving me these empty messages, the empty words, and you're creating all this stuff in my life that I don't have to go through. So if you're listening to this to this radio show, when you listen to it, throw your title away and listen to it because you're a human being and you want to learn and you want to really develop. Don't listen to criticize or point finger at people. When are you going to be the leader of your home? You don't have to be given the title to be a leader. It's a book that I read. It's called, I I don't know the exact words. Whenever I find out, I will post it or whatever, or I will try to remember to do that. But leading without titles. And it's fun because I read this book and I was doing this already. I was a leader already. The things that I've been doing, I've just been developing and training. So if you're doing things to hurt people on purpose, You need to do a self-check to see why are you hurting that person? Who hurt you in your life? Who broken you? Who took from you enough for you to want to hurt somebody else? So if you don't take anything else from this message, I want y'all to treat everybody right. Not only the people that you live with, not only the people you see every day at work, or the people you see because you're making money. Hey you, stop all that dancing and listen up. I just want to say thank you to all my viewers listening to the app and listen on Facebook Live. I appreciate everything that you do for me. Please stay tuned. Come back and visit me every single Sunday for Inspirational Sundays at 8 o'clock p.m. to 10 o'clock p.m. And come on now, y'all. We're going to come have fun again, come with these different topics, relax, and enjoy the ride. Stay tuned. I'll see you soon.